Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Brand new week of late lunch and my first guest of the week was raised in South Africa, has lived elsewhere and travelled the world. Indeed, he's been to 63 countries at this stage, imparting his experiences, expertise and successes to others. Anthony Mallet is living the real estate investor dream, as he says himself. He's the owner of several businesses and a self-made millionaire and he now lives in Kells. Anthony, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Jerry, thank you very much for today. Well, everyone will wonder... My God, this man is some man you have with you today, Jerry. Why Kells? Why you, have you moved here? So uh, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I go back to my heritage. My mom's actually originally uh, from Ballymoney in Antrim. And uh, I grew up in South Africa, been there for 42 years. Um, I was born and raised there in Durban and moved to Johannesburg, um, which is really the, the buzz and the hub of uh, South Africa for business. And uh, during my experience there, um, I always felt this calling and you know, to, to want to come back to Ireland. Um, I did take a slight detour, as you said, uh, on the way here. <laughs> you but, did for uh, a few years. <laughs> Absolutely. 63 countries. And I must say, if you saw him, he's dapper dressed today and he has the lovely green on the tie as well, which is so appropriate. So listen, can I morph into Jerry Maguire for a moment and say, show me the money, Anthony. <laughs> I like that. I like People that. are listening now. If you can help them create wealth or save money or whatever. Look, I, I want to ask you this. Is it easy to make money? Is it a, is it a simple thing? No, it's not at all. It takes, it takes a lot of dedication. It takes finding that why in you, that passion, that burn inside you to really get out of the system and to go out there to be an entrepreneur in order to start to learn how to make money. And the biggest thing is you've got to constantly be educating yourself. Now, what did you start with? Because I suppose people will say, here's a very successful man today, but how did he begin? What did you do? We need to step back to see to find out a bit more about you. What did you work at in South Africa? So I came from a very humble background. Um, uh, and like many people, I uh, came from a, a separated home, uh, father and mother. And my dad was this ultra salesman. And my mum was a nurse. And uh, it basically went through life. And, and so after school in South Africa, uh, it was um, law that you had to either go to the military or to the police force. And I elected to go to the police force. And you mentioned a separated home. What do you mean? Did your parents separate? Yes, that's correct. And who, who reared you? So I actually had quite an interesting uh, childhood. I, I was... Um, very fortunate that my gran actually took me in, um, and uh, I, I lived with my granny and um, and my granddad, who was a lawyer, and and that's part of my story in, in the book that I have. Um, it's coming out uh, at the end of the next month, and I'll be able to share that with you. 
But uh, my granddad was a lawyer, and uh, when he passed on, all he left us was confused because we thought he was this wealthy person. And so that was one of my lessons in life is to create wealth. And uh, so I would like to share some of that with you. Okay, so you go into the police force and you're working away there, and yes. that was a seminal moment, obviously, in, the, in your life with the passing of your granddad and the, the lesson that it taught you. What did you do? What did you do? Like, a, a salary in a police force is a steady, you know what they call it in Ireland, Anthony, a permanent pensionable job. You've, you've, I'm sure you've heard that I, before. I have indeed. In South Africa, however, it's not like that. Um, it's a very underpaid job in South Africa. So this is what I learned. This is how I, I, my first awakening is at the age of 19, I bought my first property. Um, I had to get my father to co-sign, but, the, but as a police officer, you do get a subsidy to buy a property. So I bought a property for seventy nine thousand uh, dollars, or seventy nine thousand rand. Apologies, all these. What would that translate into uh, euro, roughly? So uh, divide by fifteen. Roughly. Okay, so it wasn't um, mad expensive, but you're on a small salary, right? And it and it's many years ago. Just yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> that telling my when age, property yeah. could be bought for reasonable money. Okay, right. So here was the lesson learned. I bought that property, and the police force added basically another third to my salary to subsidize it. At the end of the year, I sold the property and I made more money in the property than I did in the police force. I went, that's awakening. There's money to be made in property. So you did a quick, a quick flip there. Well, it was a year that I lived yeah. in the property, so it was relatively quick. And you made money. I made money. So here you're on. Is that it? You're on your way then? So it started. It was the start of it. Whilst I was in the police force because I was so underpaid, I actually had three other jobs going and that's what started my entrepreneurship. Um, and uh, really, that the reason why I sold the property is I was making so much money in my other jobs, being the entrepreneur, um, that I that I outgrew the property that I was in, and I wound up upgrading into a nicer property. Now, you mentioned there multiple jobs. Is that one of the key secrets of successful people as well? Working hard, doing what you have to do, gathering in the cash to set you up. So I'd like to say that when, as a young youngster, you know, without coming from having money, I slogged it. I did what they call in America, hustle and grind. Okay. So yes, it's important. You have to be able to decide early in life, rather work harder and have delayed gratification. So what does that mean in itself? So when we get into, into wealth strategies, what I tell people is, you know, if you've, if you've got some money coming in, don't go and buy that fancy car, rather go buy a property, take the money from the property that you're making from your investment property, Go buy whatever you want. Go on holiday, invest it, reinvest it, you know, education. But you've still got that asset left. So if you even when you finish that fancy car, you've still got that house and the, and the passive income that keeps coming through. But here's the thing that Irish people can tell you after this great crash that wiped out so many people. Firstly, did you borrow to buy that first house? Yes, I did. Did you clear the borrowings when you sold it? Yes, I did. And you had a profit? Yes, I did. I okay. sold it for 127000 Right. <laughs> should you borrow, should you, uh, lots of people, you have to, in other words, to yes. get on the property ladder, you will have to borrow. Indeed. The ideal scenario is if you held the cash. Sure. Would, do you put cash into a property or do you borrow? If okay. you had a call. Okay. So always borrow. Always? Always. Why? Okay. So here's, here's some things. First of all, um, you know, there's, there's two types of debts. There's good debt and bad debt. And we're not taught this. In fact, the banks tell us the opposite. Credit cards are bad, horrible things. Don't go near them, right? You know, take the money, it's fine. Get a loan, get a mortgage. Um, I'm going to go through a strategy little on uh, later on called Velocity Banking, where I'm going to show you that credit cards are good. But whilst we're talking about good and bad debt, um, it's important. What the wealthy do is that they leverage off debt. So no matter what they do, they're always leveraging. You see, yes. we're scared. We're afraid of it. Where we come from, we get told, don't go into debt. 
but that's not leveraging and utilizing the resources and tools that you have. And that, that's what I'm here about, is to help and teach people that they have access to these tools and resources. And it's not that difficult. It's not that scary. You just got to get a little bit out of your comfort zone. So hold on to your cash. Don't do anything. If you have cash, what do you do with cash? Then? Invest. Invest in your cash. Uh, yeah, but do you invest in more property yes, or do I you do. diversify? So I, so I personally enjoy property. And, yeah. and I can tell you the reason being, if we do a comparison between stocks and property, you know, at least with property, you've always got an asset. You know, with the stock market, what's that tied to? It's not tied to anything, any asset. It's tied to paper. It's all what the perception and perceived value is of that particular stock. So tomorrow the stock market crashes, that happens instantaneously. Whereas a property, it might we might go through 2008 again, but you've still got the asset. Look at where we are now. We've grown back and we've now got our assets back. So you stay away from shares? I'm not necessarily saying that. Um, you know, if you if you do have a good opportunity within the stock market, or you do wish to diversify, mm. but my preference would rather be to have an asset. Number two, on the stock market, you can't insure your shares. You can insure the asset within the house. So the house burns down, something happens. You've still got value there, no matter what happens within the property. So, so you're saying to me today, despite all we've been through in this country, crashed and burned. That property is still the number one investment. Jerry, if I can tell you a statistic, okay. So if you took, take a look at the top 1%, this is very, very important. If you take a look at the top 1% wealthy in the world, out of that, 98% of them are business owners or own property. So what am I telling you to do with your money? Either become a business owner, which I strongly encourage you to do, but certainly invest in property. The wealthy have property. That's the secret. So despite all, are you hearing this, folks, today? I know people are probably running scared saying, oh, my God almighty, don't bring me down that road again or don't get me involved in that. So there's two distinct investments. There's the investment in your family home where you're going to live, which is very important. And you see the, the ramifications of that in Ireland where people don't have homes and we have a big homeless issue. Or there's the investment where you invest uh, to get people to rent from you and pay you rent, etc. Do you distinguish between those? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that. Because the property that you live in is not necessarily seen as an investment. So let me ask you this question. Do you get any money from the property that you live in? No. No. Okay, yes, you get appreciation, but you don't get any money. So if we're looking at a cash flow balance sheet, what happens is that's not an investment. It's a liability. There's always outgoing. There's the maintenance, there's the utilities, there's all these bills that are accruing all the time. And in exchange for that, you're just getting a place with a roof over your head. What I'm suggesting is investing in property is where you're making passive income. So when we were all going around in Ireland saying, oh, my one's worth 400 grand, oh, mine's worth five. We have a 600,000 pad here now. And it was all pie in the sky. That, you say, is ridiculous. Don't count the value of your home and your wealth. No, it's obviously on the balance sheet. You have something called equity. Yes. What I now suggest is take that equity. You should you should always be leveraging it. Take that equity and invest in rental properties. So would you, again, say, uh, borrow on the strength of your home and invest in something else? I would indeed. And, and you'd have no worries about doing that? Not at all. No sleepless nights at all. I've seen the success it's brought me, and I've seen the success it has brought so many people. Let me ask you this, because... You know, there are many opportunities to uh, invest and make some money. And we, you've talked about n- property is your number one. You know, we hear about gold, that gold was a good investment for a time. It peaked at a point. What about these brokers, investment brokers that you go to? And they have all these 
sparkly spangle schemes that they want you to invest your hard-earned cash in. What do you make of them? Well, Jerry, I'm glad that you picked that up because, look, I mean, everybody's got a job to do. But here's the thing I don't understand. We're stuck in the 40-40-40 trap, okay? So we work 40 hours a, a, a week um, for 40 years in our life to retire with 40%. Now, there's something wrong with that picture in itself, right? Now that you say it, 40-40-40. Okay. Brilliant. So what I try and do is I teach people they've worked so hard for that hard-earned money. And then what they do is they go and give it away. They give it to a broker who doesn't have your best interest at heart. When I say this, I really mean it sincerely because he doesn't work for you. He makes a commission off the stocks that he buys and sells. So, and he gets motivated by certain stocks and incentives to go and purchase certain stocks. Okay, um, So really, his interest has not necessarily got yours at heart. He wants your money. He wants your money. And you mentioned stocks there that can be land involved here, property, a range of things. Correct. But you're saying to me today, and I've had experience, bad experience of this myself, terrible experience of people that I just think, oh my God, why did I ever go near them at all? Sure. Stay away from them. Right. Is that, is that, is that what you say? That's what I would suggest strongly. So, uh, you know, the thing is that you need to be educating yourself. So if you're starting out and you don't know which, which direction to go in, um, you know, I, I took out some, some policies. I, I dabbled on the stock market. I did some Forex. So I've done, you know, various different trades within that. And I still recommend that at worst, if you take a look, if you just put your money in the S&P 500 and you look at the return on that, you're getting about 12% uh, on the returns and then your net coming out of that. If you take a look in, at what happens if you give your money to a broker, you're probably making 3 to 4%. Because he's making his money. Look at just look at the offices of the brokerage, and and you know it's these big palaces. You know that money comes from somewhere, and it's coming from you. My oh my! Why didn't I meet you ten or more years ago? I can't turn back the clock. I'm delighted I'm meeting you today and hearing what you have to say, and hopefully helping others and raising awareness of of this as well. Um, Besides property, shares, investment brokers. I mentioned gold. What about gold? Just a second on gold. Well. You know, gold is a good commodity in terms of being, you know, linked to, to something. But here's the thing. I don't know if you're aware, but in 1971 is when inflation started in the United States. The reason being is because in 1971, they no longer linked their currency to the gold billion. So, and as a result of that, they can print money. That's the problem with our, with the, with our uh, country and the world right now, is it's cheaper to print money. I mean, in Germany, they have negative interest rates. They don't want your money. It's cheaper to just go and print some more. <laughs> so we got to look at this <laughs> and think about it. You know, I also tell people, don't put your money in a savings account. You know why it's got zero point something? Because there's no point putting your money in there. But people, you see, uh, Anthony, have been burned. I come back to this again in this country. And, you know, uh, accidental landlords, accidental investors, you know, at the time who had some money in that as well and were told that Bank of Ireland shares would always be riding high at, you know what, in the 20 euro mark. And then suddenly lots of people who look at it as a solid investment are gone. So that brings us back to risk. Sure. Is there always risk involved? Certainly. I mean, but the difference is calculating that risk. And how do you do that? It's by educating yourself. That's the key to this whole success. It's by being able to get out of your comfort zone and constantly learning and being educated. Look at new opportunities. I mean, Bitcoin's a very... Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Interesting one to look at. I have it here in my list. I just have it here. Are you looking over that desk at my notes here? (laughs) Why is it interesting? Is it an option? So, so if you take a look at Bitcoin, I mean, everything has trends and has bubbles. You know, everything that starts to boom eventually has a bubble. This is just a cycle mm. that we go through. So if you look at, you know, the first was the dot-bomb, dot-com yes. cycle. And then you've got the pro- housing property. The, that all started getting great. And then that bombed. But the thing is, if you take a look at all of this, often the problem is greed. So people get overzealous on something and they overcommit and then they fall short. So, you know, that human factor that comes into us, we need to take risks, certainly, but they calculated risks. So what do you say to somebody who has a nest egg and, and wants to mind it and, and are looking at their future and they've done the 40, 40, 40 thing, as you say, that <laughs> right. I like that, that phrase you've coined here for me today, for sure. You know, somebody like that is at a stage of their life. They're not for risk or not for dodgy investments. So what I, do they do? You say, don't put it into that deposit account. What do you do with it? Put it under the bed. No, don't do that either. No, please don't do that either because the house burns down. You're yes. <laughs> All right. So, but in a realistic, what you want to do is invest in real estate. So you want to be educated. You need to understand how the real estate market works and then come back to what I was saying initially, invest in real estate. Start to build that legacy. Start to build something that you can give on to your, your generation. So you should family. start that really earlier on in your life, ideally. But if you're at the stage where you've done this, you know, put the jumper on, finished with all that, and you have somebody, I see it all the time. I see the letters into the newspapers. What do I do? I've just got a lump sum from work. I'm a pension coming to me. What do you say to somebody in their 60s? Buy multifamily dwellings. What do you mean? So multifamily dwelling is instead of a single family, you, you can invest in multifamilies. Even single family is fine, but multifamily right now is in the United States, certainly the market is booming. Um, here's, an, here's an example, if I can give you, Jerry. Um, if, you, if you're in the United States, there, there is more than 65% of the properties have, are valued at under $125,000. Now, banks won't give you a mortgage 
for for anything under the own 25. So you have a massive untapped market there. You've got a lump sum. You can go and buy property between 40 to $80,000 and you become the bank. That's an interesting strategy. So you buy the property and then you rent it back to them on a on what's called a lease to own option. So that's going to generate anywhere between 650 and $850 per month for you. Of income. Of income. For your sixty to eighty thousand dollars, you could not get anything the color of that in this country, could you? Not that I've seen. So, and can an Irish person go and do that today? Yes, indeed, and I can help you and show you how to do that. I've got software and the tools and how to set it up. And that's you, you're you're are you guaranteeing that return for a time? Then do you do you so, give it to them for a period of time or what? So there's different ways we can structure the deal. If they want me to, if they want to be completely passive in it, they can give me the money and I can invest it. On the back of that, they get a title deed to the property, so that they have access to the property and they have. What that means is that the property cannot be sold without them getting paid back their money. And we write them a promissory note, and they can be earning at least three or four times what they're currently getting from that. It sounds too good to be true. Uh, often it is, but I mean we've got enough testimonials. We can show you proof. Um, and, and even some of these properties, I, I tell you one scenario, I bought a property on an auction. So I got educated on this, how to do this in America when I moved there four years ago. And um, I bought a property on an auction for $7,250 that was worth $69,000. And it generates $1,000 per month rental income. I've never seen the property and it's in New York. It's, uh, I, you can look it up, it's number 47 Wasson. So <laughs> one of the properties I own. You can't, you can't, you know, if you take a look at, and if you look at retiring, so mm. some numbers that are interesting. If you look at retiring, it, you need 3.5 million to have 10,000 per month income. 3.5 million to have 10,000. He has a property I bought for 7,250 that gives me $1,000. So if we look at that and we calculate the mass out, I need $72,000 if I could find all these properties, which you not necessarily can so easy, but $72,000 for the same 10000 It's a little different to finding the $3.5 million. My word it is. You've got the bongos beating in late lunch land for sure. I, I'll only be able to take some of these questions, but I'll take as many as I can. And here comes Louise with even more for you as we speak. Um, just a comment in general. Lorcan's been on to say he had the privilege of meeting you uh, last week by chance. He's so interested in your life story, uh, really knows what he's talking about and looking forward to meeting him again. Thanks for that comment, Lorcan, this afternoon. So, uh, Tom says, in the name of God, don't listen to that man. The world's going into a global recession. What do you say to that? So here's the thing. If you own property, I ask you the following. I mean, everybody needs a house to live. We know there's a shortage of property anywhere in the world, including Ireland, um, and this is something that needs to be addressed. Um, and the point is, if the world goes into a recession, these are just you know things that you need to be prepared for how to to you know overcome these. But if you own a property, I ask you the following: Does rental ever come down? Very, very seldom, unless it's become a slum or an area of discontent. Generally, rentals go up. And so they when, have been in Ireland. I know there's a cap. You're in an area of the world here today where rents are capped. Sure, I, I do get that. But at the same time, I mean, at least you're getting a return on your investment. Mm. If you lose your, your money in the stock market, it's gone. You need, you know, the, you have to wait for that equity to rebuild itself. You no longer have that asset. Just a question on that. If you've borrowed X amount and you have repayments and your rent is not meeting those repayments and you have to subsidize it, is that a bad investment? So... You know, again, we need to look at you know what are the opportunities to overcome that. 
So if it obviously if obviously if you're negative cash flowing, that's not something that you'd want to invest in. Mm. Life's all about cash flow. It's not about the amount of assets that you've got, but about the money that you generate from those assets. So really you should look first at the property, what it's worth, how you can acquire it, and then think ahead before really you make the decision to see, what will this return to me? 100%. That must be done first. 100%. Jumping in without that type of analysis is... That's where that's why it crashed. That's why most markets crash because people stopped doing the analysis. They just kept and kept on investing money after money into property, um, and and the property market crashed globally. Another comment: Is the Australian market not tumbling at the moment? Um, so I mean, every market has its cycles, you know. And, so, and tell me this: Stop there because this is important. I'm so, I, I apologise for being, I'm not being rude, but I really need to hear this. Will there be another crash in Ireland? I'm sure. How soon will that be? Uh, that I cannot predict. But I mean, the point is exactly what we're coming to is by being educated and financially educated is what's important. Not taking your money and putting it in a no-point bank account. At least this way that you are investing, there is certain risk, but we are able to mitigate most of the risks by being educated and looking at how and where to invest. And you think in the long term, whatever, property falls and rises, but you always have the asset, as you emphasized a little bit earlier on. It's a Ponzi scheme, says somebody else. How dare you? Well, answer that. <laughs> so I'm not sure where, the, where we get, got off of track to think it's yeah. a Ponzi scheme. This is um, not what you're talking about. They're talking about the scheme you're talking about in America. Okay. No. So, I mean, I can show you lots and lots of people that have invested very successfully. Um, learning to, to invest is what's key. It's not a Ponzi scheme. No. Hello, LMFM. A question for the gentleman being interviewed. What's your opinion on cryptocurrencies? Would he invest in them, says Paul? So again, you know, you need to look at, you know, Bitcoin was quite interesting. I mean, it came into the marketplace. There was this massive hype and then that bubble itself burst. I mean, we know that, you know, what the, what the uh, Bitcoin's currently trading at. So would you look at diversifying and looking at high risk? Yes. You know, you need to take your portfolio, take a look at it and take some money. But, you know, investing in some of these things, you need to know it's like gambling. So you need to be able to be prepared to lose that money on your high risk investment. And if it works, great. I know people that have made millions and millions of dollars and euros and <laughs> bitcoins by investing in, uh, in, in, the, in the cryptocurrency. And it's here to stay. Uh, the estate, uh, real estate has peaked, Jerry. You'll get clobbered if you go in now, but that comes back to the point that you say, that's it, it's cyclical, but bricks and mortars are there. That's correct. Um, another one here. A lot of people were burned by buying apartments in the last boom here in Ireland. And just before I answer that, you mentioned multifamily dwellings. You were really talking there about apartments, were you apartment that type that's investments. Is that what you're talking about in America? That's correct. Okay, that's just to clarify that for a listener as well. Anyway, back to this question. A lot of people were burned by buying apartments in the last boom. Uh, would he recommend buying houses, apartments, offices? And is location important? That's a good question. Very good question. I mean, when it comes to real estate, location, location, location. That's what's going to keep your investment going. So and, and location it, is key. Location is very key. I mean, if you take a look at, at, you know, not every property went under. You know, if, you, if the properties around Dublin, look how expensive they, they are now and how much they've grown. So being educated and knowing which property to purchase is, is really Have key. Have you preference for a home, an apartment, an office block investment? No. I, do you look so, at them all? I do look at them all, personally. I've got different strategies for each one of them, which is key. Um, and so what you need to do is really, the, the, the crux of this is looking at the cash flow. Mm. 
There's somebody there just in a general comment. Hi, Jerry. We bought uh, the home place and we're paying our mortgage until we lost our tracker. Well, if you lose a tracker, I know the tracker mortgage has been very important to people because it stays with the European rate as well. I'm sorry to hear that. It's probably as an aside issue here. I, I don't know why you lost your tracker, but I know it's a big blow to anybody if they did lose that. Thanks for the comment. Um, come back to this uh, wealth generation. You say there are five pillars of wealth. Name them. Okay. So I like this topic. Because how do you create wealth? First of all, as I suggest, there's five pillars. There's business, taxes, banking, real estate, and education. So now what we need to do is take a look at this. The first two are outflows. So if you're looking at uh, banking and taxes, those are outflows. What do I mean by that? And how do we overcome these? First of all, um, one third of your funds that you get generally go towards interest. One third of the funds that you go to come, go towards taxes and you left with a third. So how do you become more wealthy? How do you stretch that? It's very simple. We need to take a look at taxes and look at interest. So the first one I'll tackle quickly is taxes. The, the most taxed people is people that are employed because you cannot write off things. So as a business owner, you have the ability to write off a lot of your expenses. That cell phone that you have in your hand, right, you carry it around, that's a business tool when you own a business. And that's tax deductible. So now you learn to write off all these taxes. The TV set that you have in your house is probably where you're watching your education on. So you can write the TV set off, right? One needs to look. And at this point in time, I would like to put a disclaimer. I'm not a tax consultant. Yes. I'm not a lawyer. But there are ways that you can utilize these different... so tax is one. We're gonna time is gonna beat us here. So just fly through them there because you're coming back to late lunch. Let me tell you, Anthony Mallet. That's for sure. So that's the tax. The other one you mentioned was what there? So banking interest outgoing. So what we pay yes. for our banking. Yes. And uh, I I know that we're not going to have a lot of time to get into this, but this is something that I'd like to leave you with as, as a message. There is a better way on paying back that mortgage. I can teach you how to pay back any loan, amortized loan, in a third of the time without any additional money, saving two-thirds in interest. That's massive. It's crazy. And it was, I looked at this the first time and I went, this, it can't be true. So I have a, a, a um, spreadsheet that I'm going to share with the listeners. Um, and I'll give you those details now. So get a pen and paper handy, folks. Um, and I'm going to share that. If you register on my website, I will send you through the spreadsheet and it will show you exactly how to do that. So one third of the time, two thirds of the saving on interest. That's correct. This day, we'll remember on late lunch, November 26, 2018. He's here. I mentioned Jerry Maguire at the top of the show. This is no joke. Anyway, they have a pen and paper ready now, I'm sure, at the minute. How do they register with you? Okay, so if you go to the following and enter your full details, I will contact you back and I'll send you through. It's simply coach.myrenatus.com. So I will say again, it's coach.myrenatus, which is spelled M-Y-R-E-N-A-T-U-S.com. That's so very simple to get. Coach, coach at myrenatus.com. Coach dot. It's, it's a website. Coach.myrenatus.com. That's correct. It's a okay. website that they go to. They fill in their details, um, and then I will be able to contact them. Quickly, name the other three that are the wealth pillars. But real estate, education, and business. And education you invest in. 
Uh, your own yes correct and you get the investment back that's <laughs> what's do. critical and, and that, that is a critical factor with that as well look it's been great meeting you today I'm so so glad you came to me a few weeks back and gave me your card I'll have you back the book is nearly there hopefully early in the new year but I want to talk to you again because we've only scratched the surface today for the moment Anthony Mallet. thank you for joining me on Late Lunch thank you very much for having me Jerry and LMFM thank you listeners look forward to chatting again Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.